Hey everyone, thanks for joining us on the Good News Podcast today. We have a guest who is a very, very special individual. This is someone who has worked in the Brampton community for many, many years, Margaret Wallace Duffy. Wallace for Wellness, serving, blessing, helping people for many years. Margaret has also been so involved in the community. I just love that about her. This is someone who is engaging. She's dynamic. She's inspiring. I think you're going to really enjoy this one. Friends, let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us on the Good News Podcast today. We have a very special guest, a good friend of mine, Margaret Wallace Duffy. As I said in the intro, Margaret has been involved in this community for many years in lots and lots of different ways. I'm looking forward to sitting down and hearing a bit more about it and diving into what this is all about and how God has impacted her life through this. But Margaret, let's just start. Like, it, it really is amazing to me the many ways that you are involved in the community have been for a long time. Where does all that come from for you? How, how did that even begin to be, not just what you do, I would say, but but really who who you are from what oh, I see? Yeah. Thank you, Jamie. It's so yeah. I, I'm so honored and excited to be here and just to sit down with you to, yeah, to talk about things that we care about, which is community. Yeah. And where does it come from? You know, I think, um, candidly, my family. Yeah. You know, my parents, and I believe as a parent, we do lead by example, and sometimes in very um, obvious ways and mm. often in very subtle, mm. consistent ways. And and I'm blessed with mm-hmm. parents that, you know, rest my father's soul, but both my mom and dad have always believed in taking care of others. They've mm. always believed in giving back. I know my father would say to me, even as a, a young girl, if you have to think twice about helping someone then you need to really reflect on whether your intentions are where they should be. Wow. And therefore, but I, they didn't just say that, they lived it. So mm. as a young girl, you know, my mom's one of 13 mm. siblings, and uh, uh, we've got a crazy, big, wonderful, crazy family. Yeah. Notice I said crazy a couple times, because <laughs> they are. It's that crazy. It yeah, is, yeah, yeah. And, that, and it's a good thing. But yeah. when you have that many lives around you all the time, difficulty happens. Challenges occur, and I watched my parents time and time again open their home. Mm. Um, it, you know, at one point we kind of joked that it was like, a, you know, it was like a hotel because, you know, my parents simply opened their doors for siblings to come mm. and stay when they were in a time of need, without mm. questions asked, without judgment. Yeah. They just did. I know my mom said, "I feel really bad. You're coming back from university, and and someone's in your bedroom." <laughs> um, <laughs> And, you know, we still laugh about it. It was an aunt or uncle, and it didn't matter. Sure, yeah. It was it was the more the merrier. And so by watching them, mm. um, I think just an extension of who they are and what they do, mm-hmm. I saw the value in it. And that's why, and thank you for noticing that. It's mm. not what I do, but really it is, I would like to hope who I am. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. No, and as you think back to growing up, I think it's it's good to hang on to that for a little bit because sometimes we just get so busy in life. I know I do yeah. that. I miss the impact that um, my family, my <sighs> parents um, have had on who I am today. And I'm, oh. I'm I'm just even naming that. I'm I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for you know you you see you know probably for most of us there's pieces that we we want to lose from yeah, our family. You know we all and, and yes. I say to our kids all the time. I said hey uh, I hope that you're and I know you are wise enough to discern what are the pieces of 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 this house that you want to continue. What are the pieces that you want to maybe change and do differently because we're not perfect. None of us are perfect. Absolutely. But but Absolutely. so much so so much so you know and so as you think about your parents mm. you know specifically what are some of the things that you'd say you do to today 
because of what they did and who they were and how that just continues that legacy that is actually a living legacy. Legacy to me isn't just something that happens when we die. It's mm. something that we live into now yes. because of the people who have gone before us. Yes. But for you, like I just love how it kind of takes you right back to how you grew up and who yeah. your parents were and your home and you. But how, yeah, how, how maybe more specifically has that influenced who you are today? Yeah, it's a great question. I'm an only child, so it's so funny, right? My mom's one of 13 and then there was me. Um, but I never felt like a lonely, only mm. child. Mm -hmm. I was always felt like there was this big safety net. Mm. And to this day, I still feel like there's a safety net. And I, my dad has passed on, yet I still feel his presence and his, his guidance. And my mom, who, through her examples, I catch myself. My mom quietly, um, to this day, I know, and she doesn't say this, but she reach, she'll reach it out to cousin or her her nieces and nephews that are now grown with their own families. Mm -hmm. Maybe mm -hmm. it's through a text message or a direct message yeah. on Facebook because she's pretty good online. Um, you know, she just constantly nurtures relationships. Mm. And I when I look at what I love the most in relationships is connection. Mm. Without a question, that comes from my parents. Mm. My dad oh. embodied that. My mom still does in big ways and in little ways and without a big deal. Mm. She just um, lives that way. And so I think that's one of the things that I do. I do try to, in my business and in my life, try to find ways to connect and nurture relationships just because you can, not because you should or you're, it's dutiful to mm -hmm. do so or you feel like someone needs it. Sometimes even when they don't, it's just that nurturing piece. Mm -hmm. And what else? You know, I think the fun in it. Mm. My dad had um, mm -hmm. an amazing sense of humor. Nice. My dad was an amazing public speaker, which I've been blessed with having the gift of gab that yeah. he gave me yeah. without awesome. question. But not taking yourself so seriously mm -hmm. um, and recognizing that to have a fulfilling life and to help others have that, you got to take risks and you have to have some fun doing it and mm -hmm. you have to fail forward a mm -hmm. lot. Mm -hmm. And so I think. That's another thing. Mm -hmm. You know, my mom was more the prop me up, hold me together, okay. keep me honest and real. My yeah. dad was like the lean in, do the thing, okay. take risks, yeah. do it bold and big. And there was that beautiful balance. And I don't take that for granted because I see that even in some of the ways I parent. Mm -hmm. Like you said, I'm mm -hmm. sure there's some things my kids are going to go, oh yeah, we're not carrying that <laughs> yeah, on. all of those, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But there's, I also see it reflected in Blake and Carly too, mm. which really warms cool. my heart because I see them taking the initiative to be that friend yeah. or community member or coworker that's lending an ear mm. just because they can or yeah. that's lending a hand because it's the right thing to do. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah it, it goes through the generations, yeah. right, which is so cool, which is so cool. You mentioned the word connection, you mm -hmm. know, and and uh, um, I think it's a really important word. In fact, in the, in the, in the midst of this pandemic oh. that we're in, I think we've realized that whether it's online, whether it's in person, what people really Critical. need as human beings is this, is this, is connection. Yeah. Um, as you know, running a business for for many years, Wallace. Uh, for wellness for Wallace. Uh, um, Wallace for I, Wellness. I always, yeah, Wallace for Wallness. Yeah, my, it's a my bit apologies. tricky. <laughs> Wallace for Wellness. Um, being a massage therapist, mm -hmm. how does that, um, like how did your calling to do that, I'd call it a calling, you yeah, know? it is. Um, how did that resonate with this desire for you to want to connect with people? It's 
such a great question, and I've done a lot of reflecting on that yeah. lately because yeah. there's some changes in my career that are coming, and I've done a lot. 30 years is a long time to do something, but I was drawn to this profession. And, you know, the 25-year-old me and mm. why I was drawn and now the 50, soon 55-year-old me is very different, very different. However, the commonality and what this pandemic has taught me is exactly the word you just used. Mm -hmm. Why am I so passionate yeah. about what I do? It's because of human connection mm -hmm. in a very powerful, meaningful, respectful, and intentional way. Mm -hmm. The laying on of hands. And, and you have to remember, 30 years ago, Jamie, mm. my own family thought I was like, my dad, you know, very proud man. You know, I was <laughs> taking an undergrad in kinesiology and I was going to be a what? A, a, a massage what? I hadn't really thought about that. Right? Yeah, that's so true. I was being out, I was out there and, and <clears throat> because they trusted in, in me, um, but I, I, I'm a bit of a visionary and I like to push the envelope mm -hmm. and do things innovatively. And massage therapy isn't what it is today, 30 mm -hmm. years ago. But I had a vision. What I didn't realize at the time when I was 25, that my vision mm. was to be the conduit for people to connect to themselves, mm. mm -hmm. to connect to others, mm. and to connect to community. Mm. 30 years later, that is what has fueled me and arguably why I'm even more passionate now mm. than I was, because I've seen what the power of touch can do mm -hmm. to heal people, to heal communities, to heal our world. Mm -hmm. And in midst of a global pandemic, we've seen what disconnection mm -hmm. can do. Yeah. It is harmful, mm -hmm. it is divisive, and it can truly cause dis-ease. Mm -hmm. And my hmm. mission has been to help people get into the driver's seat of yeah. their health so that together we can be better mm and to help one another through difficult times. And the lack of connection is not the way to do that. Mm. And so what the COVID has done and this pandemic has done, which has been a gift in my opinion, mm. it's waking people up to wellness, mm. waking people up to the need, mm. the critical need for connection, mm -hmm. physically, mentally, emotionally, yeah. and spiritually, that they're now saying, well, hang on, we can't live without it. Just like a baby failure to thrive. Mm. You know, when I worked in sick kids, I'm internationally certified with infants and working on little babies that are a thousand grams on the palm of my hands, they don't gain weight mm. and they don't thrive if there's not physical touch and connection. Mm. It's no different in humans yeah. and adults like you and I. Yeah. We've witnessed how deteriorating that is, that isolation and that lack of connection through a global yeah. pandemic. And so... We have to start with connection with ourselves, then with community, mm. and then we can, in my opinion, elevate the world, which is why I feel so blessed to be where I am in my career mm. and seeing the power of touch and what it's done on some real, visceral, unbelievable levels. Mm -hmm. Like I will, I will eventually write a book because awesome. the stories I can share from my massage table, this is not fluff and stuff. Oh, yeah. it's nice to go have a massage. Yeah, that's true. Sure. Yeah. But the mind and body are connected. Mm. You can't separate the two. Your mm -hmm. body is a house for your emotions. Mm. And over time, it manifests disease mm -hmm. if we don't pay attention. And that's, I think, what the pandemic has shown all absolutely. of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You mentioned the word dis-ease. Yeah. And, and just love to, to, yeah. to hear more about that. Because yeah. what struck me was you, you're referring to that in more than one way, I think. Like, like there's physical yep. disease, but then there's we can have emotional, mental, spiritual dis 
ease, absolutely, a lack of contentment or health or overall. Yeah, tell us a bit more about that yeah, word and what it, you mean when you talk about that. That, that, yeah, yeah, that, that was intentional. That pregnant pause was very cool. intentional cool. because it does exactly that. Yeah. It stops people in their tracks and make them yeah. actually reflect and say, oh, what does she mean by that? Exactly. Because you can't separate the mind from the body, from the soul. I mean, it, 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 we've tried to do that, and I'm not here to disparage and put down our conventional medical community. I've mm -hmm. got friends that are doctors and surgeons, and uh, but I do believe in a better together as one mentality. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you and I, as, as the patient, are part of that very integral part of that Absolutely. equation. Yeah. We need to have preventative and conventional medicine working better together with mm -hmm. you and I at the center of that. Mm -hmm. But that's not the way our society and our system and our culture mm. lives. Mm. We wait till things are broken. We wait until there's dis-ease mm -hmm. mentally. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've got a an opiate crisis and a mental health crisis. Are we surprised mm -hmm. by that? I'm mm -hmm. certainly not. Mm -hmm. We can't just wait for a pill for an ill, wait till it's broken, try to patch it together. Well, actually we can, mm -hmm. and we have. Mm -hmm. it's, how's that working for us is what mm -hmm. I wanna challenge people to stop yeah. and really ask themselves. How is that working for us? Or is it better to get uncomfortable and sit mm -hmm. in the dis-ease of thought and emotion and discontent, mm -hmm. and then take a breath and try to figure out new ways of living, of doing, of mm -hmm. existing. Mm -hmm. Because we don't have to just do what we've always done. Certainly, I mean, I'm sitting in this chair across from you because I've witnessed you and your congregation do some pretty incredible things over the course of this pandemic mm -hmm. to make Thank sure you, you connect. Mm -hmm. That takes courage. Mm -hmm. It takes risk. Mm -hmm. I'm sure a lot of hair pulling. <laughs> Right? And yeah. fear and, and oh, yeah. this isn't working and yeah. whatever. But but I would always argue that it's going to be worth it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you looked at, at that from a health perspective, preventative perspective, and when I look at health, I'm not just looking at, you know, do you have yeah. arthritis? I'm talking about preventative, integrative, holistic health. Mm -hmm. If we stop and listen and get comfortable with being uncomfortable sometimes mm -hmm. and challenge the norm, mm -hmm. that's where the magic can happen. Yeah. That's where change and innovation can come from mm -hmm. and where we can, I truly believe together, we can change this world. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, um, I, I've got all these questions that really weren't part of what we were originally That's set okay. up because I want to get to the community involvement and yes, stuff because sure. there's so much of that that really I think people are going to be so inspired to hear. Um, you've ran a, an amazing, beautiful business for years that have blessed many and been very involved in the community at the same time. And and obviously when you hear about where you've come from and who you are, it's not a surprise, which is which is really cool. But I, as a massage therapist, and just yeah. as you're talking about all of this being integrated together, yes. Um, when when you are when you have someone on the table, what's yeah. going on in you? What's mm. going on in your head, um, in, in, in your heart? Because um, oh, really my, my sense is, um, and I don't mean to say this lightly, it's not just the physical. The oh, physical gosh, is no. important. Exactly, exactly. And I don't, I don't know that most of us would even think about that. They're just going to get a massage, even, yeah. even, if, they're, even if they are injured or in a place of disease. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what's, what's, when you think about who you are, that's going to impact how you do what you do. Um, so oh yeah, what's going on in your head? And I, I don't mean to get into details as far no, as I people because question. you know we, we have to have be anonymous and I'm not looking for it, but just, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah when, when you got someone on the table and you're giving them a massage, what's going on for you? Wow. And that's probably part of the fabric of why I love what I do and why yeah. I never get tired of it. Yeah. Because 
it is far more complex than just the laying on of hands Mm -hmm. on a trigger point in your subscapularis Mm -hmm. that's causing you to have pain down your arm. Which is really amazing, I have to say, too. We we, we talk at parties, I can't believe that they knew exactly where to touch, and I felt that here. Your body is is amazing. It is amazing, and And I'm a science anatomy geek, so I love that. And that's why our clinic is 80% doctor referral. And yes, we treat illness and disease and prevent illness and disease. That's what I love about it. I'm a, I'm yeah. a geek when it comes to anatomy, and I love that. It's like a puzzle. Yeah. So what, what, that's part of my answer is I'm always thinking about, because you're your own puzzle, Jamie. Mm-hmm. You're not like anybody else that's going to come into that room mm-hmm. and and be in a vulnerable position on my table. So each and every time, each person, doesn't matter their age, their sex, their you know their orientation, it doesn't matter. They're a human mm-hmm breathing on my table. I don't know what they're bringing to that Mm -hmm. appointment. They're going to tell me through their case history what might be bothering them, where their dis-ease is showing up, but they might not even know what they're storing, why they're storing it, and, Mm -hmm. and how that's impacting their overall health. I've had many instances where the human body and the power of touch have taught me to never take for granted the body touch and how we need to honor that. Mm. I've seen emotional releases on CEOs from CEOs of huge companies, of Olympic athletes on the pool deck at Olympic trials. I've seen the little babies and I've seen people have emotional releases. They were uncomfortable because they didn't know why it was Mm. happening to them. And I've also, one of the biggest compliments, and I'm going to answer your question, but all of this is to say Mm. that one of the biggest compliments I often get is that it's just different having a massage with you. Mm. Do I think I'm a good clinical therapist? Yeah, I do. Have I? Do I constantly take more courses? And am sure. I really good at yeah. physiology, anatomy, and assessments? Yes. But I don't believe that's the power in what I do. Mm. What I do know is that if I show up and I'm present for that person in that hour on that table with no other agenda but other than to pay attention through what I feel, see, hear, touch, and sometimes in what I don't hear, Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but guiding them in a respectful therapeutic manner, I never ceases to amaze me the power of our human body and our mind Mm. and our ability to help heal ourselves when someone stays in the moment Mm -hmm, with you. mm -hmm. So when I prepare myself, it is about being open Mm. without judgment, ready to be that investigative reporter because sure. it is like a puzzle. Yeah. Sometimes it is. But also be willing to um, listen to the body language mm. when sometimes things start to bubble up and somebody will say, I don't know I, I, I don't know why I'm crying. Mm. I, I don't know why this is happening. Mm-hmm. Full-on emotional releases. And let me tell you, I literally doodled in the back of the class in Therapeutic Relations 101 when they were talking about emotional releases. I'm the first person to admit, I thought this was hocus pocus, hogwash, craziness, mm. hug a tree, hell at the moon kind of stuff. Because <laughs> I thought if you've got a back spasm, I'm going to treat your back spasm yeah. and you're going to leave, you're going to think this is great and, and you'll come back next week. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy, did the body and the universe have a different wow. lesson for me even before I wrote my government exams. And when someone had a full-on, a young, a very powerful story, which one day maybe I'll share it with, mm. with everybody mm. that's watching because it's mm. powerful. 
someone had a complete, utter emotional release on my table. And mm. all I could think of, because it literally was the week before that I was supposed to be learning about this, and I didn't know how to handle this because mm. I didn't listen. Mm. I thought it was crazy. And I stayed with her and asked her, would you like me to stop? And she said, no, but I don't know why this is happening. And her wow. literally, her legs were tremoring and she was crying and her whole, she was having a whole body reaction. Mm. And all of a sudden she blurted out a very traumatic experience mm. that caused her to be in the place where she was getting support. And her life changed in that instant because she was now seen as the victim, not the villain. Mm. It changed her world. Her family came back into her life. She got the support that you need, that she needs. And do you know, Jamie, to this day, 30 years later, she still calls me occasionally to thank me wow. for the impact I made on her. And we go through this every time. I mean, it's 30 years later. So she's a growing woman now. And I said, wow. no, thank you mm. for teaching me mm -hmm. the power of touch and that I need not ever take for granted what yeah. is in these hands and in our hearts. Because when you ask me, yeah. how do I prepare? Yeah. With an open heart, yeah. an open mind, without judgment. Mm -hmm. I apply my clinical skills, and then I really listen to people. Mm -hmm. They're not mm -hmm. just... And I think sometimes in, in healthcare, in our sick care system, mm -hmm. we're dealing with a sick, a diabetic patient mm -hmm. or a suicidal person. No, mm -hmm. you're dealing with a Jamie mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and a Margaret and a Susan who has got all kinds of life experiences and are carrying many things, some that the world don't even know they're carrying, yeah. Yeah. and their body is housing that. Mm -hmm. And through the power of touch and an environment that's safe, incredible things happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I've witnessed that time and time again. So I hope I show up with an open heart and open mind and a willingness to be taught new things that's every awesome. time I open the room. That's awesome. You know, it, just, it just shows that what that desire to connect with people can yeah. do. That, 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 what, a, what a great story. I love that, that she calls you yeah. after all these years. It, that must be a great reminder for oh. you too, why what you do matters and why yeah. it's so important. And and then this this idea of wanting to connect, I, and that's, maybe, maybe that's a great way to actually segue into your community involvement. Yeah. And, because you could have just ran a really, really um, beautiful business that blesses many people. And that, yes. that's that's in itself an amazing thing to do. Yeah. But in addition to that, um, maybe this is kind of going back to your dad a little bit, yeah. to take a risk, uh, you know, get out there. Um, don't be afraid to to reach out. You've, you've also, in addition to running a, a very successful business that's blessed many, been very involved in, in the community yes. in all kinds of different ways. Tell us a little bit about that and oh how gosh. that's been for you. Mm -hmm. So because my career is making a bit of a um, transition mm. um, of late. I'm cleaning out a lot of things at the clinic. And and when you clean out 30 years of experiences and memories, it mm. stops me in my tracks because we've done some really cool, yeah. innovative, crazy, sometimes crazy things, which I'm sure we'll talk <laughs> about. Um, initially, I just knew through the examples that have been given to me in my life mm -hmm. that it made sense to me if I was going to if I was going to have someone trust their health in my hands, I needed to get out there and physically earn their trust. Mm. Mm. How do you do that? Well, you do that by getting grassroots, getting out there with people, mm. with the doctors that are going to refer to you. You know, yeah. baking a banana loaf and a referral pad and um, a marketing letter that says, you know, I you can't be doctors so-and-so, you can't entrust the care of your patients in my hands unless you know what I'm doing. So why don't you come for a complimentary treatment in our clinic? Mm. Here's a banana bread, because you got to get get that letter to the doctor. So you got to get that through the gatekeepers at the front, the nurses and the receptionists. Here's, you know, here's a 
banana loaf I baked. And here's a a marketing letter. And I want you to come because I want to earn your trust. Mm. And so that's sort of where it started, where you started to inject yourself into a community so people knew who you were, knew Mm. your name, knew what you stood for, knew what mission you were on. Because Mm. remember, 30 years ago, massage therapy, I mean... I wasn't on a render road at midnight, Jamie, as a masseuse. Mm. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't have hands in my logo. I'm a massage therapist. Mm. But I had to earn the respect Mm. um, that we now have, which is 80 to 90% doctor referral. So it started with uh, really a business acumen thing to try to, okay, how do I connect with people? How do I earn their respect? And then I got sort of bit by the community bug where Mm. you realize that, oh, you do this. That was a lot of fun. Mm. It yielded results, which was great in terms of building my clinic. But there's something that I've learned really early on, and I share this when I when I coach other business owners. And I often get a look like, oh, and that is this. There are two types of currency. Mm. The currency that we need to have to be able to put a roof over our head and pay for our children to go to school and food in their mouth, like mm-hmm. we have to pay our bills. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But the currency that you get that's not as tangible. You Mm. can't necessarily touch it, but you can definitely feel it is the currency of community Mm. and connection and charity and giving back. And that currency, I would argue now, fuels me even more Mm. Mm. because the money will come. But if you're not giving back and contributing in community, Mm. if you're not being part of something that then then you're not you're missing half the equation mm-hmm. and that currency of community has fueled my heart and my business more than any amount of good old dollars could mm. period mm-hmm. it, it just it it just it the impact is greater yeah and then that just fueled me to try new things. I'm very innovative. So I've done a lot of, and maybe we want to talk about that, I've done a lot of really cool different things to raise money and awareness mm-hmm. for what I believe in, which is preventative and integrative health, while also linking it to charity and community so mm. we could give back. Mm. Because I don't believe that we can sustain something without having that currency yeah. of community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a theme in the Bible that's talked about being blessed to be a blessing. And and it's kind of, a, yeah. it just continues to go. You, you, the more you bless others, the more you're blessed. Right. The more um, you receive, the more you can give. And it just keeps going. So, and it's really amazing. I, I totally agree with you. The, the, it's it's not about, um, you know, we, we need to make a living. We need, you know, but it, it, life can be, I know, you know, you you can all imagine people who have everything in the world and more and aren't happy and yes. content. And then there's people who have nothing. And because of the way that they live and who they are, yes. they're so content. They're yes. so happy. Um, and I think that's kind of what your name, which is really gospel, right? It's really, really, really cool. Um, want to talk a bit more about that. But first, what are some of the things like that you've been doing or have done over the years to be involved in the community? What are some of the favorite things that, as, yeah. you, as you look back and well, or, even, know, or even have on the go now? You know, yeah. I know you're you're never done. I know. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. And you've been on so many yeah. of these committees with yeah. me. So yeah. you know, a big one, the William Mosler um, Hospital mm. Foundation. I yeah. was on the board many years ago. So so many gala committees and. Um, the Healthy Communities Initiative. I was on the steering committee of that. Um, we've had charity events every year. COVID stopped that for a bit, but we always find ways to raise money. But one of the things we did, Warm Hands, Warming Hearts, where we used to put up sheets in our clinic so we'd have more treatment rooms. So we'd have nine treatment rooms and we have live music and we'd all work for free and people would pay a reduced rate to come and have their massage therapy for the day and we'd have music and hors d'oeuvres in the waiting God. room. And then 100% of those proceeds would go to the hospital. My 
da- oh, mm. I can't say. Somebody special played Santa. And um, we would go to the hospital. This was before SARS. And we would give a a Christmas party to the kids inpatients at the pediatrics ward. Um, I convinced 20 other people, 19 other people, to jump out of an airplane with me. I launched our new website 12 years ago when I launched myself out of an airplane, Shania Twain's old airplane, (laughs) up in Innisfil. And when I landed at the bottom, we launched the website and I convinced 20 other people to do it. And we raised a total of $20,000. 10,000 of it went to Bethel Hospice Mm. and 10,000 of it went to spinal muscular atrophy in honor of my cousin Jack, who who has spinal spinal muscular Mm. atrophy. And of course, sadly, those children often need hospice. So I'm a better together thinker who Mm. brings two charities together and says, well, if we do this together, Mm. I think we can have even greater power. We're going to make connections. We're still going to raise money and we're going to have a lot of fun. So yeah, I jumped out of an airplane. I've done Divas Do It, Why Don't You on the worst snowstorm in the, you know, 2000 and whatever. We had women showing up in ball gowns, some in their pajamas. We had boas, and it was at the Rotary Glen, and we raised $10,000 for Wellspring Jacuzzi. And I'm really proud. We've done so many things Mm -hmm. over the years, and their latest and greatest, which I think is so exciting, and we've given Mm -hmm. to Caring and Sharing here Mm -hmm. at North Bramalee, and that is our our collaboration, our extension arm with Global Coin Solutions. Mm -hmm. What a cool, innovative idea that helps people be able to give even when perhaps they don't have stuff to give mm-hmm. themselves. And what mm-hmm. do I mean by that? A guy I went to high school with here in, in Brampton, how cool is that? Mm. Started a company called Global Coin Solutions, and he he has two missions, to put people to work and to give back to charity. Mm. I'm Beautiful. In, I'm yeah. into that. Yeah, who doesn't right? like that? But what's so cool about it, how many times have you gone on a trip and you've got coins that you've got in now in your bedside table, and you might show your kids, oh, this was from Spain, mm-hmm. or this was. You don't typically take those coins with you when you go back on a trip. You may take some of the dollars, but often there are side tables full of coins that mm-hmm. are sitting there. Do you know there are, I think, three, two to three billion dollars in Canada sitting in the side tables? This is r- true stats. Wow. Side tables of Canadians. Well, wow. this friend of mine is converting that to worthwhile charities to make money during a time that's really hard to raise money, we simply have um, Better Together as One. We have a globe where people can come and put in, or maybe they have pennies still in their drawer. People that have passed away, we hear this all the time. They've got all their travels from their their mother. She traveled all over the world and they've got all these coins and it's going to go into a landfill. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or it can go into the Better Together as One globe. globe. yeah where we think globally, but act locally and convert Mm. that into cash Mm. for local worthwhile charities. Mm. In the midst of a global pandemic, when things were locked down and closed, I'm proud to say we've already raised over $2,500 for charities. Caring and sharing is just one of those. And in 30 years, Wallace for Wellness has raised over $100,000 for charities, and I want that to continue to climb and be the legacy that I leave behind. Oh, love it. Thanks, Margaret. That's so yeah. cool. That is so cool. It's Amazing, fun. eh? Isn't that cool? And so much fun along it's the fun. way. Like, I love just clearly the energy that you give off as you share these things. Like, it, it's contagious. Yeah. And, and how much fun and joy you're having as you, as you do you know, and lead these things. It's funny when you say contagious. Yeah. In my waiting room at the clinic, yeah. do you remember the guy, we we did this together, a Hollywood. He, he was... Um, Kids with Heart, when my son did a charity with Pinball Clemens okay, yeah, years ago, yeah. we had a, um, a a carnival in downtown Brampton to raise money for the Michael Pinball Clemens Foundation. My son, when he was 12, did this. 
And we there was this graphic artist um, that his name was Hollywood. Mm-hmm. He painted this one of my favorite sayings: "Attitudes are contagious." Mm-hmm. Is yours worth catching? It's a mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. Well. Now that we think contagions are not such a good thing, <laughs> you know, I said, do I take that off the wall? Like, do you want it'll, us to be it'll contagious? Come back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. I've got it tucked away. But I often will say that to my kids. Attitudes yeah. are contagious. Have you ever poked fun, you know, poked your husband or wife all day long? And then when they finally fight back and you go, oh, what's wrong with them? Like your mm. attitude is contagious, mm-hmm. good or bad. Mm-hmm. And I like to think of that when it when it comes to community. What's your, are you contagious mm-hmm, in a mm-hmm. positive way? Because as you mentioned, it really fuels people. P- people buy into mm-hmm. that kind of passion. Mm-hmm. They want to be part of it. Mm-hmm. And that's the type of contagion that I want to see moving <laughs> forward great. from this pandemic. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, we talk about being blessed to be a blessing, how we're blessed in that process. Yeah. How have you been blessed? How has God blessed oh my you? Gosh. Um, through the years, and and even now, I know this next chapter will continue this theme of how can I give back, how can I serve others, and be a blessing to others, and and bring all of that to the community, and make those connections, and you know the, the yeah, there's lots of different ways to do that, but it's all about making connections with people and loving people. How is God, how is God blessing you as you oh my commit gosh, so much of your so life? There's so many to that? ways. Yeah. There's so many ways, and I think it starts with and and not everybody knows this. I share it candidly on my website. Mm. I. None of us look like our story. Mm. I don't look like 10 surgeries, four bowel obstructions, a lung collapse, a fecal transplant. Mm. I almost died from a hospital-borne infection. My son at 12 was my poop donor, like on Mm. Grey's Anatomy. Mm. And I went through menopause at 39. I'm now Mm. 54. I could look at that and say, boy, that wasn't a lot of fun because it wasn't. Mm. Mm -hmm. It was not good times. Like mm-hmm. I, I was in hospital more than I was out wow. during high school, during university. I, I, I had the ho- doctor at our house in our first year of marriage. Um, and in hospital, I think we counted 40 times. It was a gift. Mm. I own an integrative preventative health clinic. Mm. I've walked through some really challenging times and there'll be more losses and health things. And and I, I share that candidly because I believe a lot of these things happened to me mm. because I have the tenaciousness, mm. the passion, the platform that I've created to be able to share it candidly and honestly mm-hmm. and authentically because it's not all pretty. Mm-hmm. And I'm not proud of some of the decisions I made when I wasn't well, mm. but there wasn't other options given to me, which mm. is why I challenge our healthcare system and want advocate for change because when you're only offered this, yet there's... That, that, and that you could do as well, but they only offer you this. Mm. How do you expect people to learn and grow and be healthy? Because mm. we don't honor preventative health care. So I've been blessed in so many ways because I've walked through storms. I've got to the other side. I've figured out how to manage that. And then I feel that it's a gift that I get to share it. And not only that I get to, it's almost like I have to. Mm. And that's why this next chapter of my career, I'm not taking my hands off, but I'm transitioning the way that Wallace for Wellness works because you know what it takes to run an organization. There's a lot that goes on outside mm-hmm. of just a treatment room, which I love, and I don't want to give that connection mm-hmm. up. I, I'm really good at it, and I love that, and mm-hmm. it fuels me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But all the other stuff around it, I don't dislike it, but it's just time mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think now my calling and what I need to be doing is sharing my experience clinically and through media and through community Mm -hmm. 
how to help others help themselves, how to help community come together. And so I think there's been a lot of those blessings through my whole career Mm. and steering me to try new things. Am I nervous? You bet I am. That's when I know it's right. Mm. Hmm. When I know that I'm pushing myself enough out of my comfort zone, Mm -hmm. because we don't grow when Mm. we don't have Mm -hmm. Mm dis-ease. And and that's not to say that you can't ever be content and happy. I'm not saying to always be topsy-turvy and and, feeling uncomfortable. But in the quiet moments of reflection, if you're not wondering what's next. And I hope just like my father, I do that till the last breath because mm. that's what my father did <laughs> at 88. Mm. He he went out the way he wanted to go out mm. with who he wanted to go out mm-hmm. ra- around mm. in his manner. And, and I respect that so much. So I think mm. there's been so many blessings mm-hmm. that I continue to lean in and trust. Sure. Will I fail? Sure. Mm-hmm. And from those failures, I'll figure it out yeah. and try to get better at it. But I really do feel this pull that it's time to do something different. Mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. think in that, that is a blessing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm I'm pretty sure if I was betting money, I'd bet you'd be doing this till your last days. Yeah. <laughs> no question. I yeah. love it. One of the things that can happen um, when we're so passionate and excited about about so many things, you know, and entrepreneurial own spirit, which yeah. for sure is who 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 you are, yeah, yeah, um, is um, burnout, um, exhaustion. Yeah. Um, sometimes, you know, in the pandemic, I think for all of us has has brought a complexity that yeah. that is is real or around that even more so. Um, talk to us a little bit about about that reality too you know that because i think it's important for people to know that even those who appear to be fully on all the time aren't necessarily oh my and, gosh, and right no. and so yeah just what what have what what have you learned about that o- over the years and even now like let's face it we're still learning through this pandemic especially oh, yeah. about about um tiredness exhaustion how to take care of yourself so that you can do all these things that god's calling you to do mm-hmm. it's a badge that we shouldn't wear mm-hmm. proudly mm-hmm. and that is just because we can do doesn't mean we always should. Mm. And that's mm-hmm. really hard. You're absolutely right. For someone like me, I am a doer and many people are. Mm-hmm. But I, and because it's not, it's my life's work. It's not, like sometimes I think, really, this is this is work? Like, because I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I will say this. There have been some dark days in this pandemic mm-hmm. myself. And I've been vulnerable enough. And if anybody follows me, and if you don't, please do Mm. on Instagram or Facebook. And it's not to be to grandstand, but it is to be authentic, real, and relatable. Mm. How can I, as a leader in helping people become the CEO of their health, Mm. how can I put on a face on a reel that looks like everything is so perfect all of the time and dress it up? How do people relate to that? Well, they don't. In fact, it's making our youth sick mm-hmm. because they can't, it, the comparison game and, well, they're not like that person or that. Well, yeah. th- you're seeing a highlight reel. So I've been at mm-hmm. times, and and you can go back in my social media after mm-hmm. you watch this and you'll find it, mm-hmm. where I've turned the camera on when I'm not good. Mm-hmm. And not to be woe is me, mm-hmm. but to be authentic and unapologetically myself mm-hmm. because if I can touch one person, if it can land on one person's ear that's also feeling Mm -hmm. defeated, exhausted, burnt out, overwhelmed, anxious, whatever it is, then I'm doing my job. Mm -hmm. And I'm showing them through that vulnerability, through that sense of community. Mm Because I think what we forget, and I I know you'll relate Mm -hmm. to this, 
when we're in community, let's be candid, Jamie, we get a lot back Mm -hmm, from mm -hmm, community. mm -hmm. And sometimes people don't see Mm -hmm. that. Like a lot of what I get from being part of that, sometimes I think, like, is this okay? Like, mm. I feel like, like I'm taking a lot here. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize that because it's such an important part of the human experience. Yeah. We need to have that two-way connection. So when I turn the camera on and I'm being really honest about I'm feeling really down and I'm really, you know, this is hard. And the clinic, you know, for the we were only closed for the first three months because we were deemed essential, which I worked really hard to lobby to do that. But mm. it was scary. And mm. you got overhead and, and you yeah. knew people were hurting yeah. and you weren't helping them. And it was hard. Mm-hmm. But by being real and authentic mm-hmm. and honest, other people can relate. I can show you thousands of DMs and direct messages or emails or phone calls where somebody is saying, thank you. I didn't feel alone. Mm-hmm. When Carly and I did a COVID kitchen dance party only to help ourselves, mm-hmm. and it went crazy, and we had other people doing COVID kitchen dance parties just to lift our spirits in mm-hmm. those dark days— I think that's really, really important. Mm -hmm. So do I burn out? Yes. Do I sometimes not practice what I preach? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do I have a wonderful surrounding of colleagues and family that remind me? Mm -hmm. I'm going to be candid. I just had a concussion. Mm. And my own doctor had to say to me, what would you tell someone else? (laughs) Like, hello? (laughs) Right? How human of us. So as long, and I don't... I don't have it all figured out. Do I have years of schooling and experience? Yes, but so what? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What people connect most most with, in my opinion, from my years of experience one-on-one with people or when I speak on national television, is connecting on some level where someone can say, I relate Mm -hmm, to that. mm -hmm, And they may have a totally different way of getting to where they are, and they may have a totally different way to get out. And that's where I get excited because I can show you ways Mm. to help nurture yourself so you can climb out of those deep, dark holes mm-hmm. in your in your self-care and your daily routines. But who would I be? I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't admit there's been some dark days. And my family will say, like, oh, she's not always like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, no. No, 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 exactly. Yeah. No. No, and I think, you know, when people stop to think about it, no one would be surprised that no one, no. we're all human. Yes. Um, what, what do you do when you're in... Um, a moment like that, a space like that, a day like that, uh, yeah, when you're, when you are feeling like, okay, I, I, as much as I love what I do, as much as passion and energy God has given me for it, whew, um, I've, I've hit the, I've hit the, you know, what, what what do you do? What 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 did you just do? You went, yeah. Yeah. So it sounds crazy, but, and I teach this a lot. I go back to my breath and I stop what I'm doing and I breathe breathe. first. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Right then and there. And sometimes it's in my car and I pull over to the side of the road and I, and sometimes it's a valve released and I have a good cry. I start hmm. to lean in on the tools that I help give others because mm-hmm. those tools are really important. Mm-hmm. So breathing mm-hmm. and, and meditation, <laughs> yeah. like, and, yeah. and not scary, med- like people think meditation, I don't know how to yeah. do that. Like literally just reflective time to just be, yeah. mm-hmm. not to... We're not human doings. We're human beings. Mm. And sometimes we just have to stop and just be. I lean in on my tools of hydration, movement. Mm. Movement is medicine for me. Mm. When I <laughs> haven't been exercising, I know my mental health isn't as good. Mm. And that doesn't mean I have to go to the gym for an hour. No, it means mm. sometimes just getting out in nature for a 20-minute walk. Yeah. Um, it might just mean that I go on the back deck with my dog and throw the ball and breathe in the air. And yeah. Um, Connection, phoning Mm -hmm. a friend Mm -hmm. and somebody that you can trust and be 
honest with and say, mm-hmm. I'm struggling and share mm-hmm. the burden with nutrition, like all those things. Mm-hmm. And this is what I teach, whether it's in corporations or in, in, in the clinic, these little things add up and we take a lot of them for granted yeah. and we just think, oh, well, if it, you know, if you don't pay a lot of money for it, and if you don't hmm. have this all scheduled in, hmm. sometimes it literally is scheduling in my gratitude journal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I do that religiously, mm-hmm. my drinking my water, my mm-hmm. getting enough water, yeah. listening to some music. I have a song that I love hmm. um, called Change is Coming and it's mm-hmm. a, a Canadian artist, Natalie Hughes. And... Uh, Sometimes you'll see me blasting that in the car. Nice, nice. you know, because the lyrics resonate. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, oh. I lean into my own yeah. tools and lean into my own safety net, mm-hmm. um, and that's where connection is mm-hmm. so critical. And I'm blessed to have family and friends and community mm-hmm. that truly care because we often reap mm-hmm. what we sow. Mm-hmm. 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 Thanks, Margaret. Thanks for sharing so openly today. And yeah. and I just I just love the simplicity of those things that you named that. When we're in a, a dark place, a bad place, a hard place, there's lots of you know there's there's count, there's, but sometimes just those simple little day to day things can can really make a difference. And I love that you um, live out you know what you speak of, you practice what you preach, if you will. And uh, man, what a blessing to, to have you on today. Just want to sh- finish with a little rapid fire here. Okay. What's uh, what's the best thing happening in your family, in your home these days? Best thing happening in our family. You know what? It's kind of a funny thing because our daughter's home, even though she should be at university, but she made a tough decision given all the circumstances and the changes. And this is what I love because we've created a safety net. So there you go. There's my parents coming back again. (laughs) Carly decided she was coming back home, even though she loved living at university. There was so much up and down. And she was, I don't want to say she was struggling, but she was aware that it wasn't, she wasn't as content as she wanted to be. Mm. So she's home, which is kind of neat. So last night, what did I, what happened last night? I said, Here's a perfect example. I said, I need a hug. It was 10 o'clock at night. So my 20-year-old came over and gave me a hug. Awesome. That is what's happening. That's so cool. That's cool. Best thing happening in your neighborhood, your community? Um, I think watching the togetherness, this better together as one mentality that people, yeah. you know, I've always bought into and believed in and, and tried to be the visionary behind People are craving that. They're craving connection. Mm-hmm. And so we're seeing that in little and big ways where how can we help just our neighbor? Yeah. How can we listen to the differences of people? You know, there's so much discourse, but I think the differences are, and you're doing such a great mm-hmm. job, I have to say. Like, oh, I, I just think that's mm-hmm. awesome that you're having these hard conversations that aren't fun to have, mm-hmm. but are necessary. Mm-hmm. And they and I want you to know mm-hmm. this, just even yesterday on a table during during treatment, because it's somebody from your congregation, we talked about one of the series you're doing right now for mm-hmm. Black History Month. Wow. And I think awesome. it's awesome because mm-hmm. there's the rippling effect of yeah. community, right? Yeah. So yeah. somebody's on my table, but they're telling me, yeah. and we're having a conversation because she happens to be a white woman with a black son. Mm-hmm. And so... That sparked conversation. So mm. those things in the community are happening mm. because of this better together mentality, which we're all, That's, I think, uh, leaning into, which so is cool. cool. So cool. Thank you. Yeah. Last one. Um, what's the best thing happening in our world today? <laughs> People are going to think this is insane because it's been one of the biggest challenges, but I think it was the reset maybe we all needed, maybe yeah. packaged in the way we didn't want it. Mm-hmm. But this pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I think because apart from I I I you know I don't like the way some people are choosing to be divisive and yeah, yeah. Th- the way they're handling it. But what I am seeing and what brings me hope 
is that this has stopped a lot of people in their tracks. And mm -hmm. for 30 years, I've been trying to wake people up to their wellness mm -hmm. and to recognize what matters mm -hmm. in life. Mm -hmm. And when that has been stripped away with COVID, when you couldn't do the things that you thought that you've always done, you couldn't get the things you thought were important, the things. Yep. The gaping holes that were missed was connection of people mm. and community mm. and your own health. Mm -hmm. And so COVID has actually been a gift. Yeah. And I'm ready, and maybe that's why my career is changing the way it is right now. I feel a pull to use this momentum to say, okay, you guys have woken up now. Mm -hmm. And you're saying, oh, wait a minute, the system may not be here to help me if I don't take care of my own health. Mm -hmm. No, you can't just walk to the doctor and say, fix me, doc. Mm -hmm. You need to take some ownership of your own health. Yeah. And we need to do that with one another. So I think that's the good yeah. that's happening yeah. in the world right now. And my hope is that with collectively, in our own ways, we're all gonna do things to move forward and really focus on what matters, mm. our health, mm -hmm. our families, mm. and community, because all this stuff doesn't matter in the mm -hmm. world, and we know that. If we can't be together, mm, so well put. So well put. Yeah. Thank you, Margaret. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for joining us today. I just want to close with a prayer and give thanks for all that has been shared here today and just for your life and leadership and continued connection with the community. So let's, let's pray to close. Yeah. Loving and, and gracious God, thank you so much for this conversation and for really some, some significant, um, significant words that are more than words, things like connection and and community and collaboration. And there, there are ways that you you bless everyone involved when those things happen. So thank you for Margaret, for the, the calling on her life, for the way that you have enabled her to be who she is today because of her family, because of your blessing in her life. And she is so blessed clearly um, to live in the ways that she is. And so continue to sustain her, give her resiliency, keep her healthy. And thanks again for this inspiring story that uh, encourages us all to, uh, to be a part of what you're doing in this world today. We just entrust it to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks again, Margaret. Thank you. Yeah, so much. And thanks, everybody, for joining us on the Good News Podcast today. Um, so good to be with you. So good to have you part of this conversation. God bless you and see you again soon. Man, that conversation, just like many of our, our Good News podcast episodes, went to some places that I just didn't see coming. That word connection, when Margaret was talking about that, why she became a massage therapist, who she is, that word connection just was, was so loud to me in my spirit, if you know what I mean. And isn't that powerful, eh? that whatever we do, we can connect with people. We're living in a time, friends, aren't we, where people need connection more than ever before. I, I love that term, that currency of community and that sense of, of what really makes us rich, what really blesses our lives. Isn't it true? Margaret certainly lives this out, but I hope you experience this as well, that when we are blessed to be a blessing to others, we get even more blessed in the process of living into that. So that is the gospel. <laughs> That's the good news. And what a great episode it's been. Thanks so much for joining us, friends. God bless you. If you've liked this episode, if you've enjoyed it, please share it with others so that they can be a part of this good news family. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, good news with Jamie Holton. God bless you, friends. Great to be with you.